Welcome back to the Fofola Lefala podcast, where we weave together the stories of queer and trans Pacific Islanders from across Oceania. It's Trans Week of Visibility, and with hundreds of anti-trans legislation circulating across the U.S. of A., it is important as ever to elevate the voices and stories of trans folks that center us and humanize our experience and brings us closer together. Fofola Lefala is a monthly podcast produced by Utopia Washington with stories written by Marian Malena. And I am your host, Donato Fatuesi. Before we dive in, I want to share that we've reached over 3,000 downloads of this podcast. Oh my goodness, I'm so stoked. If you're not already doing so, please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. You can even listen to playbacks of previous stories you might have missed. Now, when we first started this project, the first of its kind for us, there were tons of things we didn't know how to do. But I'm so grateful that we get to learn and grow it together. And it's been a personal dream of mine to enter the podcast space. Now, I say that to say, friend, that whatever it is that your heart desires to achieve, the important step is to just get started. Now, I know it may seem scary and feel weird at first, but I want to remind you that you have nothing to lose, but absolutely everything to gain. The world needs your voice, your talents, your gifts. And as this next story will remind you, only you can control your destiny. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It is now time to unfold your mat. This is the heart and soul of Tomasina, born to white parents, but raised by a Samoan family. At first glance, Tomasina may look balangi, but a simple hello and you'll get a greeting in Samoan that one did not expect coming. <laughs> For her entire life, she has never been away from her Samoan community. Even by how she presents herself, she dresses in the traditional Samoan female attire of a bulatasi at public events and never leaves the house without her signature floral adornment neatly tucked behind her ear, also called say. Literally, her aura, the way she speaks, everything about Tomasina is Samoan. But there's more to her story than what meets the eye. You see, Tomasina is not a fakasi or a person who is appropriating the culture or its people. Born to white parents, Tomasina has gone through circumstances evolving from a broken promise that eventually brought her to the care and nurture of every aspect of the Samoan experience or Fasamo. This is a journey so unique for one who encompasses the heart and soul of 
1921. Tomasina Sina was born to John Butler and Regina Monaco in Bremerton, Washington on the eve of Christmas in 1984. At only a few months old, her parents, along with Sina, arrived in American Samoa with a Samoan friend, Mark Fuimono. Mark later returned, and Sina's parents took their chances to make the islands their new home. However, within a few months, both realized they were struggling to make a living. John had made a return trip to the States with the promise that he would find work and bring his wife and child back to the U.S. Now, this is a promise that he never kept. And young Sina and her mother were both abandoned. A Samoan couple who lived next door showed great compassion for Sina and her mother's situation and took them into their home. When Regina's older daughter ran into some legal troubles, she had to depart Samoa to help her. And Sina was left in the care of the couple that they were staying with. Months turned into years, and her mother would never return. Biui and Faleva Ma'ai are the names of the loving couple who would become Sina's parents and raised Sina as the youngest of their seven older children. Sina was only six months old at the time, and by nurture, Samoan became her first language. Now, her father worked in the tuna canning industry, and her mother was a farmer. So Sina and her siblings all grew up working on her mother's plantation, and by eight years old, she was the mom's right hand helping her sell their crops at the Fungatoa marketplace in the town area. Some people may perceive that as a hard life, said Sina, but I am blessed because of my humble beginnings. Some of my siblings were a lot older and they became paternal figures to me. And I was very spoiled and taken care of. I was especially close to my brother Folau, who was the fourth oldest. And when we would walk to work in the plantation, he'd carry me from one village to the next. Some evenings, in a weaved coconut basket, he'd put the crops in one basket and me on the other all the way home. <laughs> From a young age, Sina knew she was Fafafine. She felt more herself around girls and preferred to play with Barbies rather than toys for boys. My father was a humble man. So he was very understanding when I started showing my femininity. 
Sina recalls. But my mom ran the household, so she was strict. It was all tough love when it came to her. Eventually, my family came around to accepting me as I am. Being Fafafine was not the only identity Sina struggled to connect with at home. She also saw how her skin color was different from that of her siblings and parents. And when she was 10 years old, she finally had found the courage to ask her mom, Why do I look different from you, mom? My mom cried and finally told me the truth. You were adopted. But it's as if I birthed you and I would never ever treat you as you were not my own, mom said. I saw how deeply affected my mom was and I never brought that subject up again. Sina's family are devout Seventh-day Adventists and she attended the Yakina Elementary School a school of the church, and she later graduated from Leone High School in 2003 and moved off island in 2005. She found her first job at Disneyland before earning her certification as a medical assistant. Eventually, she settled in Washington State, and today, works full-time as a caregiver for people struggling with mental health. I love my job, she says. I took care of my dad when he got sick until the day he died. That made me passionate about being in the medical field because I want to take care of people and give back to the community. When her mother, Faleiva, suffered a stroke in 2013, Sina was prepared to leave her life behind and move home to care for her. But a single phone call would change her plans. My mom told me on the phone that it's better to stay and keep my job so I could care for her financially, Sina remembers. My sister, Feloa'i, resigned from her job and became my mom's caretaker. That's how I'd been caring for mom from afar ever since. My sister, <laughs> when she calls for money for bingo or even cigarettes sometimes, I'll cause a fuss, but I'll never say no. I mean, you can't because... That's what we're taught growing up, to always take care of our families. In 2018, a woman messaged Sina on Facebook, whom she would soon discover was Brittany, her biological sister. 
They had a lengthy conversation and Sina asked if she was in contact with their mother. She had seven biological siblings, but most do not hold a relationship with their mother. And as she would learn through Brittany that her mother remarried and was living in Idaho. A few days later, she received a phone call and it was her biological mother, Regina. I would never take anything away from my upbringing in Samoa because I had a good life, Sina recalled. But I needed answers because these were the thoughts that bothered me. Why did you leave me in Samoa? I asked her. I knew they were really good people and they became so attached to you that I didn't want to break that bond. I trusted them with my life and your life as well, she said. I told her that I am the person I am today because of them. And I'm very grateful that I grew up the way I did. I owe it all to my parents. In 2021, Regina's husband had passed away and ended up moving in with her sister-in-law in Yakima, Washington. Sina called her one day and asked her if she wanted to live with her instead. In May of last year, Regina moved in. There was no reason for her to live with her husband's family after he passed away, says Sina. She is 67 years old now, and it's our turn to take care of her. This is what Fasamo is all about. Do you feel you have forgiven her? I asked Sina. <laughs> you know, I never held any ill feelings against her because I had such a good life. If I had not, probably it would have been different. But everything she said matches up with what my parents told me. So there was nothing there to forgive. And so what became of John Butler? Well, back in 2006, when Sina was living in Hawaii, she had reconnected with Mark Fuimono, the man who had brought her biological parents to Samoa in the first place. And she learned that he was still in contact with her father, John Butler. 
and that he wanted to speak to Tomasina. <laughs> All my life I waited for that phone call, said Sina. But when I finally did, all he ever talked about was himself. He came off as very conceited and boastful and went on and on about himself and everything he had. Yet, at the back of my mind. So why? So why then did you abandon my mom and me? And yeah, after that conversation, I made my peace. I didn't want anything to do with him anymore. Sina tries to visit American Samoa every year and has been in the process of moving back. Each month, she sends money to build her home piece by piece and plans to finish it by 2024 before moving home for good. As we came to the end of our conversation, I told Sina how humbling her story made me feel and that I was truly blessed to learn about her journey. What do you hope people reading your story will take away from your life lessons? I asked her. It's that our culture and everything about it is so beautiful. She spoke. I wouldn't wish it any other way. All the values of life I learned because of the Vasamo. I am and will always be a proud Samoan. I am also a proud Fafafine woman. Others will not always agree with our lifestyle, but you cannot allow the negativity to block your blessings. Only you can control your destiny, not them. So, take care of your family, work hard, be persistent, and never forget where you come from. What a truly heartwarming and inspiring story about finding your place in the world. Tomasina, I want you to know that you have moved me, um, and I'm so inspired by you, the grace that you exemplify and extend to others is truly a lesson that I think many of us can learn from. Um, and for those of you out there listening, we want to know your thoughts. How did you relate to Sina's story. Um, please share your thoughts, your messages, your words of affirmation and support for this month's subject, Tomasina, <laughs> um, in our DMs or across the socials. 
Um, if you're not already doing so, please um, follow us along at utopia underscore wall. Or if you'd like to also stay connected to me, your host, Donato Fatuesi, you can find me at dfatuesi across all social media platforms. Um, and before we wrap up our podcast, I do want to share that next month, um, I'm so excited that I'll be doing a live broadcast with our new Miss Island Goddess 2023, Paris May Yandel. Um, and so that is one that you won't want to miss. So follow us on the socials to stay informed on when that's happening. Um, we're going to have some virtual conversations um, and want to invite you all to be part of that experience. <laughs> so thank you, thank you again for tuning in to this month's podcast of Fofola Lefala. Till next month, it is now time to fold your mat. <laughs>